0: to heart for my god to do every storm that i face he's carried me through when i'm down and out he lives me up
1: Welcome to the Journey Home Outreach Ministries online radio show. You were just listening to Jeff Wilford and the Volunteer Marist Choir with Jesus is Will. And you're here for the edition of Mind, Body, and Soul with Dr. LaHood. Dr. LaHood, welcome back. We missed you.
2: Thank you. I've I've really been looking forward to it. Thank you for having me.
1: Oh, no problem. You know, we've all been uh, dealing with a lot, especially with this COVID-19 a pandemic around the world, and I know a lot of people are just dying to hear what you have to say about helpful tips of how to survive such a life-changing event.
2: Yeah, you know, the interesting thing is oftentimes, uh, you know, people will come into a therapist's office and have something going on, and and uh, in in their life and be talking to that person. And and oftentimes the therapist isn't also going through the same stressful event. They have their own life and stressful events, but this is a worldwide event. This is a pandemic, you you know, and, and, and everyone is now dealing with the same types of stresses and desperations and desires and, and, and what we want for our future and where we came from for our past. So I think right now is a really interesting time because there's a lot of it. Okay. And right. I know there are people who are still working, and, but there, there is time for exploration of not only our inner world, but then, you know, our, our our outer world too the environment that we find ourselves in our relationships and our relationship with God. Yeah. So all of those things. Now we have we have some more time and but it's easy to fall into despair when there's loneliness and feeling disconnected from other people, especially physically. You know, we can talk to people online and, and on the phone and see people distancing wise. But you know, we have close friends and and family that that are sometimes in situations where we can't even go near them, like in yeah. you know, a nursing home or
1: something like that. And, and, and you know, one of the things that stood out for me is that I miss hugging people.
2: Yeah,
1: Which is really important. Or I, I miss that embrace. And you know, as I deal with uh, my own depression, um, that's one of the things that I've had to cope with. Is that okay? Now it's even putting me in a deeper state of depression because now I don't have that comfort that I used to have, that physical comfort that I used to have uh, from people. But before we go on, I want, because what we're talking about, actually the Bible talks about in in, in 2 Corinthians 1st chapter, the third to the fourth verse. And it's kind of the reason why we're doing mind, body and soul. And that is to, to be able to comfort each other by what we're going through. So it says, praise be to God and Father for our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. And so that is, I think, a very important verse that's in the Bible that, hey, we're going through this so we can be there for other people.
2: Absolutely. And, and we see this, you, you know, throughout history in, in writings around um, about the plague. A philosopher by the name of Albert Camus wrote a story called The Plague. It's really timely, it's a great story, it's it's engaging. But one of the things that he figured out while writing that book is that we need other people. That mm. that that one of the, the, the main factors of suffering in a pandemic is the idea of not having other people or being alone. You know, we talk about like, You know you see these movies all the time apocalyptic wastelands right right after like zombie apocalypse and that i think it's 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 a big it's a big fear for us but it's also uncertainty and there's a lot of that in, in a pandemic so when i hear that verse the first thing that came to mind was when you listen to it in a pandemic it's a lot easier to not take it as romantically and what i mean is that sometimes i i think um even even people who are devoutly religious can 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 romanticize god in a way that may take you further from being where god is and where you want to be with god right, right. Which is, and, and it can be in in a relationship with other people or your environment it doesn't need to be this highly impactful otherworldly connection that you you get i think that's just if you're connected to jesus a default. am, am i right about that right I, yeah
1: you're right you're on the right you're on the right yeah
2: yeah so so i think this concept of of loneliness and and and, and the other people is 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 really important for us to explore. And, and of course, you know, I have a couple ideas on that. Um, right, right. Uh, we're, we're yeah. ready
1: for them because people have been yeah. waiting. And again, this was a, a question actually from one of our listeners that that sent in. And again, if you have any general questions, not. Specific treatment questions, but general questions like this, you can always email at gmail.com and uh, yeah. we'll, you will definitely address it. So, again, go ahead, go right ahead, and, and address that that question.
2: Okay. Cool. Could you just repeat the question one more time for me, okay. just so I make sure I'm, I'm dialed in? Okay. Uh, and what's cool is is um, yeah, you know, we kind of had. We're going to do a a similar agenda today, but then we got this question last minute. We're like, let's do this question. Right,
1: exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. And and so um, the question was framed as this: How do we? How can we feel connected in a touchless society? It feels so lonely. Mm
2: -hmm. Um. So my, my first years of training, I was working in infectious disease and I did work with um, different, different types of infectious disease, but, uh, but you know, mainly HIV and AIDS. And, and one of the things that happens in, in a community with people who have HIV and AIDS is that people don't wanna touch them or hug them. People mm-hmm. believe that they can get HIV by even getting close to them. So one of the things that we do do in, in that field is we hug our clients, uh, because it's really important that idea of touch Um, Mm -hmm. And now we're in a similar situation where now, you know, like I said earlier, all of us are kind of thrust into this, you know, you can hug your family members and and stuff like that. But um, it, it really forces us to kind of step back and start to get creative. And, and and maybe even use our imaginations mm. uh and and i don't know how you feel about this statement but i think a lot of our relationship with god is imaginative right that doesn't yes. mean that we have to make it up but that we yeah. have to take the extra step right, right?
1: It, it's because we worship in spirit and it's not anything you can see so it's not tangible right it's not tangible so yes our our, our spiritual walk is that just as his name, it's a spiritual thing. So yeah, you, you can use the same concept and frame it around religion because how do we connect with God when we can't physically touch him?
2: Right, so so that's, and, and there's, there's workarounds for that from mm-hmm. a psychological standpoint. Um, they may not be as sa- satisfying as that kind of body-to-body contact or being closer than six feet apart to somebody. However, I I can attest to this, you know, my dissertation was all about this. We talk about what's called phenomenology. And a phenomenon is the moment of an experience or a perception of of some sort of sensation happening. So it could be a smell, a taste, anything like that. But really what we do is we step back and we look at different interactions in our lives as phenomenological meaning that they are phenomenons but there's infinite space in each moment of those and i'll explain what i mean is that yeah let's look at let's look at time okay so when we think about time often the first thing we want to do is look at our watch or take up our phones and look at the look at the phone and see what t- what time it is mm-hmm. and the idea that time is on a clock is really really reduced and limiting the idea of what time really really is um, mm-hmm. time is not just on a clock time can speed up it can slow down time is not only relative that we know this by like quantum physics and stuff like that right. Einstein stuff. but it's also relational that how time is manifesting and you are experiencing it right now sister Pucci and then how I am and we're in two separate areas, right? But we're right. connected. We're having this conversation. Right. But time is very, very different for us. You may be experiencing it maybe more quickly because this is your show and, mm-hmm. and you're excited. And, and maybe I'm experiencing it more slowly now because I'm really trying to be careful about what I'm going to say. So we have, so we can look at that. Back when I was, uh, I hope this doesn't sound too offside,s but back when I was a smoker, I used to always say, you know, I'm not waiting for the train. I'm smoking a cigarette. <laughs> and it was always, it always made me feel better, you know, because time for me was different than someone standing right next to me who was worried about being late or really wanting the train to come. Is time faster or slower for them? Right. So we have to open up time. And when we do that, then we can do the same thing with space. That space is not just what's happening in the room. And I just gave an example of that right. when I was talking to you before, that you and I are having this really strong, connected, having an impact relationship and we're in completely separate places. Right. But if we were to close our eyes and imagine that we were in the same time and space and, and really just relax and have that same spiritual connection that you do with God, when you sit and pray, it's intentional, mm-hmm. and you let yourself sort of I mean, everybody prays differently, but you sort of let yourself sink and in, settle into it. Right. You have to let yourself settle into the relationships now. They won't be as accessible as just giving a hug and having that connection that way. So when, so when my wife and I were first married, she, she moved to Africa for a year. She lived in Ghana in Accra, and
0: okay. she did her
2: dissertation research there. And, of course, I missed her. We were newly married. She, she was all the way across the earth, six-hour time change. Um, and what I would do at night is I I got because I I was studying phenomenology I was doing my dissertation at the time so I was like well maybe I'll practice and I would lay in bed at night and I would just really try and relax my body and let myself sort of settle into my bed and the pillows and then I would start to imagine my wife just laying next to me Mm -hmm. and I was holding her hand and we were we were talking and over time this warmth started to develop where even if I was on the train or out in a noisy place I could step back and just sort of relax into my imagination and feel that warmth and that connection. You, you
1: have just described the entire relationship with Christ. Oh, okay. In <laughs> <laughs> the natural. Um, so, is it possible to do that with other people? Okay, and that's—I think—that's what people need to hear because that's the only way we feel. I mean, you have to lay still. You have to summon Christ. You have to, to summon the Holy Spirit. You have to—you know—you have to actually—you know. In the Bible, it says that uh, God only worships in spirit and truth that, because he's spirit. He, he, he can't worship any other way with like us. That. So it's the truth, but it's all spiritual. So what you're saying is the same process you have to go to start making that connection with our Savior Christ. Well, so,
2: absolutely. But, and, and, and that, So that's interesting that if, if, if we can take the same approach with, with people, maybe that you know, it's it's it shows that that ability to do what I'm describing has always been there. It's just that it's easier to just give somebody a hug or yeah. go and want to yeah. be close to them, and, yeah. And, it, yeah, so
1: especially since you can see them, and, and I think that's where our uh humanness comes over because we're taught yeah. to greet and meet people. So, I even find myself when I'm approaching someone, it's like, do I Reach you know, do I shake your hand Do I give you a hug? Do it's almost like you don't know what to do in the physical anymore. Yeah,
2: yeah So that's the next step in phenomenology. So we have time and space the next one is called bodyhood and And similar to time and space that are infinite there are limits because we can never be outside of time or space We are always within time and space and we are always within our bodies yet We know this from religious experiences, too, that we have out-of-body experiences all the time. Mm -hmm. Daydreaming. Daydreaming is an out-of-body experience, and that goes back to that imagination that, you know, you're in your body, but you can still find your way across the universe to the transit of time and space. And it sounds like using Jesus as a conduit for that, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, making a connection imaginatively, you know, through daydreaming even. You know, you can be outside of your body and in a different space, even though you're still housed within your body.
1: You know, okay? I, I had to, I had to really, as I'm listening to you, I'm like, oh, my goodness, that's what I've been doing since I started the, founded the ministry. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. I, Right, because it was internet. That yeah, was right, it was internet, and, and that was the biggest thing I had to adjust to was the fact that I couldn't hear anyone say, amen
2: interesting yeah i had no yeah yeah. no
1: interaction physically with people and how do i know i'm reaching them how do i know that i'm connecting with them and so they're you know as i was sitting back i'm like oh my goodness that's what i've had to do in order to make this work in the natural as i'm teaching about the spiritual
2: this is an interesting question i just thought about i i love that i i have i can just ask ask you directly this is is great um but do you think that that feeling that you had in that, in, in that moment of, am I making a connection? I can't hear them. And I know God can hear us all the time. But is God ever in that situation where he's like, I'm not getting the reaction from all of these people that I really want? Like, what's going on? Do, do I need to communicate differently?
1: No, what he, what he did was realize that we were in to do that okay and and, okay. and that 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 the answer to that was sending christ to so, then so become, that's the conduit
2: right. for god and our relationship right with other
1: people. that's why they said the only way to the father is through the son this is really what happened he got sick of us We am getting sick of us yeah so we whining <laughs> we complain yeah. we like kids i mean nothing's ever right you know why uh-huh. are you doing this? And he's like, I love you, and he's and just so like, baby. You so, so mean. You so mean. And then he destroyed us. And then he's like, Oh my God. Then, actually, the true story. The rainbow in the sky is a symbol that God uses to remind Himself not to destroy us. So when you see a rainbow, everyone thinks it's so beautiful. What is actually oh, God, God saying? Don't hurt them. Oh.
2: <laughs> huh.
1: Uh Uh-huh. So when
2: when there's a triple rainbow, he's really, really working at it? Yeah,
1: he's really, really working (laughs) at it. Exactly. Do not hurt them. So let me say, let me send a savior. That's why we call him savior. Let me send someone... That's going to be our advocate. That's going to be our intercessor. That's going to be that that go between between us and God because He can't stand all of that stuff that we do. And Jesus has so much compassion and understanding that He can listen to us whine for hours and then turn so to the Father and say, you know, just give give her what she wants. Yeah.
2: So God. So then. So then God has already reflected on this issue mm-hmm. and has developed has developed this. The, so. So, Jesus is saving us, not just from being sinners, but also from being alone.
1: Right. Okay. He, he's actually known as the Great Comforter. Ooh, okay. okay. Uh, his Holy Spirit. And that's, you know, then we get into the, you know, where, when we use the term Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit just means the Spirit of Jesus. Like we all have a spirit, so it's just when you're talking about the Holy Spirit, you're just talking about your Jesus's spirit. So what we find comfort in is that spirit. Mm. That's and you know that... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, that, that's
2: yeah. So that that actually that that feels very similar to me is another we call these existential givens, and what that means is that they're givens of existence that. It's a given that time exists, it's a given that space exists, we don't dispute that, we're always within it, but there's infinite possibilities, and we have bodyhood, and then what you were just talking about, the spirit, reminds me of mood and attunement, that we're always attuning to something, Mm. and that's a shift in, and that happens because our mood and our attunement shifts, even from moment to moment, walking into one room out the other, you know, thinking about one person, um, you know, anything in our environment that can shift and then shift our attunement to something different. Uh, and that we're always within some sort of mood, and we're always attuning to some sort of mood. Okay. Uh, and, but but within that are these infinite possibilities of mood and attunement. Um, so it, it occurred to me that, when you were talking, that if if, if the spirit of, of Jesus is always pleasant, then you're always able to connect with other people, even if you're in, like, solitary confinement. You're right. Um, Right. Which is, which is, which is great. It it makes me realize I should probably go back and probably rewrite some of my dissertation and cite the Bible a little more. (laughs) 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 Probably
1: like, maybe the Bible had talked about this before I did. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I might have to put an extra footnote in there. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but it is you know as we talk and try to bring you know especially the reason we started mind body and soul was to start you know talking about these issues. What I'm finding in this episode is that is really a lot of similarities in the process
2: if you if you study phenomenologically or what i would call and I, it, it, this is what which is being an absurdist meaning that you, you you're you're really in tune with with psychology and and emotions as almost like um connect very connected to the universe and 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 my my mentor was uh a pastor so okay. i have a lot of christian philosophy and theology in my background in terms of like learning and 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 how to work with clients and talk to people um so so i am a little more familiar with that but but yeah you're right there's there's a very similar approach to the way people who who study and and practice phenomenologically and 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 what you do
0: you know frankly
2: you're you're trying to connect with as many people as possible across the trends of the universe you know oceans and countries
1: exactly and you know and i always said, you know, it's, it's amazing how God has erased space and time to allow for us to connect. When yes. I talk to someone in Indonesia, <laughs> even yeah. though it's, you know, two o'clock in the morning here, at that moment, we're sharing the same space and time, even yes. though we're, we're not anywhere near each other. Mm-hmm. Uh so mm-hmm. it, it, but it is not something easy to adjust to like i said i've been doing this for a long time and i still find those questions are still needing that human human feedback um yeah and and that's that's the
2: that's the next step is is how how do you how do you incorporate that and I, you know it's I, I don't know the first word that's coming up for me is hokey but i and i don't want this to sound hokey but it's really, you need to fall back on like really practical things like exercise, um, you know, you know, get a family member to give you a massage, you know, mm-hmm. and while you're getting a massage, imagine that you're being hugged by somebody else. Know. Right, right. But, you, to, you know, right, but, right? But whatever you need to do, these are trying times, you know, okay. uh, be, be creative. I think we get caught up in the shame of, well, I shouldn't do this or I shouldn't do that. And I, I think, you know, there's a, if, if I remember correctly, Jesus has a pretty solid description of what things he wants you to do and does not want you to do specifically right yeah, so yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah it's pretty yeah yeah it's pretty uh, straightforward and it's very yeah, simple so,
2: yeah that's what I mean and I think it's 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 considered it, the, the the commandments are, are a list of the ways to live your life in a way that's going to um, you the most comfort and the mm-hmm. greatest connection with yeah,
1: god because it puts you yeah. in good standing it, you know what happens is you put you know every time you do a chore you get an allowance you know so it keeps you yeah, in good yeah, standing yeah. with god when when you actually practice your faith and it's something that you have to do and i wanted to you know as we're talking about really using your imagination is it which is the same thing as faith because faith the definition is being certain of the things you hope for, and sure of the things you don't see.
2: Okay, could you just say that one more time? I think I. I think so
1: I. Let me flip it. I think I put it. Faith is being sure, sure of what you hope for and certain of the things you do not see. Yes.
2: And it's it. That's that's the settling in the 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 safety that that feels like. Mm-hmm. It, it's it, yeah. It, it's.
1: So it's like practicing your faith. So, you know, as we move forward and one of the things when you were talking that popped into my head is that we are so programmed that we are not, we don't feel free enough to do something different without getting like a consensus that this is okay. Totally.
2: But I, I, yeah, and and I, I think, you know, you mentioned being in good standing. I maybe if, if there's this there's this anxiety that if I do something and it falls outside of that why not be in good standing and ah. and I think God set up God set up uh, a way to get around that too which is yeah. confession right
1: mm-hmm. redemption system yeah, yeah you just confess so and he yeah. forgives you <laughs> That's so, right so
2: right so so it's it, it's it's an acknowledgment that like yeah you guys are sinners but I still love you
1: Yeah and and and, and yeah. I also I want to bring to the listeners Uh, attention to is that we God said that we were uniquely and beautifully made you can't be unique and like everyone else so I think what's happening is that he's also forcing us to find our authentic selves because now you just have you as any you know (laughs) Who yeah. You just have you. So, what does that mean? So, I've had to sit back and kind of like reevaluate what now it means to be me in this new world. Does it make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, is, yeah, yeah. 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 what does it mean to be me in this new world? Um, any other tips? You know, uh, one of the things, what about meditation? I know we're talking about settling in as part of meditation. Um, can we? This might sound silly, but you know how you elbow bump. Can we like start a new norm? Like what? Like Like, just elbow bump um, people instead of shaking their hands, or you
2: know? Yeah, I mean, I think you know. I I think uh, you know when I when I've been at work a a couple of times over the past couple of months, and somebody else has been there, and we'll walk past each other. and do the elbow thing. I mean, but you're saying instead of shaking hands or hugging, just right. rub elbows. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> We're talking about yeah, imagination. Yeah, whatever.
2: I, but, yeah, yeah, I think we should institute that as that should be a, another commandment,
1: right? Right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> thou shalt not pass me without you know elbow bumping me or something. But uh, you it's know, it's really tough. It, it is. It is. And but I I want to get back to like I said the scripture that I read at the beginning. That the reason that we're going through all of this is so that we can help other people, and comfort other people. So as yeah. we, as you are out there listening, if you begin to find things that that uh, begin to comfort you, please share it with someone because people don't really talk about loneliness. That's why I was yeah wondering.
2: yeah. Well, and 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 there's a lot of shame around that as well. around... Um, reaching out and asking for a connection right and I'm seeing this a lot especially with my clients who are in their 20s people who had just graduated college so on and so forth and you know um, you know maybe not as established in their jobs or in other relationships Uh, so you know people move to cities or places where you know maybe some of their college friends did and then they end up not living together and now they're they're isolated or maybe two friends from college live together and one lives alone right and that person's feeling left out uh and and there's a lot of suffering around that because people take it really personally like well why are they everybody let me i'll back up everyone is just doing their best right now
0: mm-hmm.
1: you
2: have to give yourself and other people a break you, i'm going to repeat that yeah okay repeat ahead. that no repeat you, you, you absolutely have to give yourself and other people a break I promise you, and and, and Sister Poochie can say this to Jesus and God, we're giving you a break now too. Yes.
1: He is the break. I mean, you have to remember Jesus as he, the reason he, I want everyone to realize that Jesus forgives us instantly. We don't forgive ourselves as quickly as he does. So our guilt and shame actually is self-induced. Jesus is not shaming us. He doesn't look at us and go, Oh, look at you, sinner. You you terrible sinner. He doesn't he doesn't do that. He looks and says, Oh, you're so uniquely and beautifully made. It's okay. You know, we all fall down. We you know, get back up again. It's all right. And he dusts you off. So if we can have that same gentleness with ourselves, I think it will help us get through this too.
2: And and shame is the devil's work, right? Yeah, I mean, it's just it is. terrible. It's the worst thing in the world and everything that I've read and understand about about you know Christian theology and and, and philosophy and, and I was raised I was raised Christian uh, it, it just it, it I I've never felt like there was shame involved. In, there is in, not. In what,
1: yeah, yeah. There is it's absolutely not, it's not no guilt, shame, and what they call it in the Bible is when Jesus says there's no condemnation. <laughs> He means there's no condemnation. I'm not gonna condemn you for anything that you do. I will forgive you for everything. All you have to do is confess to me what you've done and I'll forgive you. And then he then they asked him, How many times will you forgive me for the same thing? And he said a hundred times, times a hundred. Or a thousand times a thousand, yeah, or something. It was it was massive. The pastor's getting her quotations mixed up today, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus forgives me. <laughs> <laughs> immediately. Immediately. Immediately he forgives me as soon as I say that. Well, you know, Dr. Lahood, any final thoughts that you just want to share before we uh, end the show and and we definitely will be coming back next month with your your next segment.
2: But yeah, so you know, just give yourself and the people around you a break. Step back, meet yourself and the people around you where you're at, meaning Like, Look around at your surroundings. What are you dealing with? What are the major stressful events? Acknowledge them, be conscious of them. Don't put yourself in a position to be desperate about figuring out solutions for every single thing. Just try and now settle into where you are at presently and grow from there as opposed to saying, oh, there's all of these things that are happening and I'm not reaching them or achieving them or Whatever, like, like, just give yourself a break and support. You know y- your goals and the goals of the people that you're close to. The other stuff is um, there's a difference between feeling lonely and isolating. Mm-hmm. And if you're feeling lonely, the stuff that we spoke about today c- can help. You just got to give it time. It takes a while. Like you're you're used to praying, most likely. Mm-hmm. Now you've got to take that and it's and and use that same approach to get connected. To the other people in your life that you want to be, and that's just going to take time. But I promise you, I've been the guinea pig for this, and, and thousands of people throughout millennia have as well. That over time, you'll that warmth will develop, oh, and wow. you'll be able to do it whenever. Yeah, okay. Uh, but if you're isolating, sorry. One last thing, really quickly. But if you're isolating, that's that doesn't. You you need to go out and I think um, uh, really reflect. Am I isolating because maybe I'm feeling depressed or? Maybe this whole thing with the pandemic has traumatized me a little or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's where you want to just take another step. And um, if if you're fearing engaging with other people, does that make sense?
1: Yes, I was going to say that that, I'm glad you brought that out because it takes it from, um, it takes it to another level where you should then start seeking help. It does, because if.
2: Yeah. And, and, and I know this by, you know, you mentioned that you deal with depression and, yeah, and I and and <laughs> in isolation, and we, we both have talked about that in the past. Um, and I know sometimes podcasts like this, people can come to them and say, Oh, I'm going to get help here. And they listen, and then they're feeling lost, like, Oh, well, that I don't know that that is a solution to my problem. And I'm trying to tell you, you're not feeling don't feel invalidated. You're right. I don't know that that would be a hundred percent solution right. to the problem. This is if, if you're feeling like you can't really put in the effort to do this, there might be something else going on. I don't want you to panic, but right. to kind of just take the extra steps to get some extra support.
1: Then I want to definitely do, then give them a resource for, for this. And that is Sanko, Sanko for Psychological Services. Um, sure.
2: You can, you can Google that and, and, and look us up and, and reach out. Um, and you know, and if we can't help you for whatever reason, we'll find somebody who can.
1: Right, and spell Sankofa for us.
2: S A N is in Nancy. K O F is in Frank. A, and uh, it's Sankofa Psychological Services.
1: Okay. And if you didn't get all that, just email Outreach Ministries at gmail.com, and we'll make sure you get that contact information. We just wanted this to is make so sure. Much yeah, this has been a great, great, great conversation and a great episode as always. Thank you again for your time and your expertise. And, uh, you know, if we'll definitely see each other next month. For our next Yeah, edition. definitely.
2: Okay, and thank you for having me. I, I just I love I love our collaboration in the way I learn so much of, about um, about psychology through talking to you about you know God, right. And Jesus, right? And, Lord, and Lord. I'm
1: reversing. I'm learning a lot about my own. Uh, psychological issues by ha- doing this. This is therapy for me, everyone. So, oh, okay. yes, this is very, this okay. is very much therapy for me. So, me too. You know. Yeah. All right, we're gonna sign off. Right. We're gonna roll out of here <laughs> like we always roll out of here. With how great the art by Society Hill Music. Peace, love, and blessings, everyone. See you next time. Oh.